Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Colacott, with new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month. Catch Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. Uh, welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind podcast. Thank you for your time, your company. We always appreciate you checking out the show. Um, we have a brilliant one for you today. My name's Imran, and we'll get to it in a moment. Just a quick reminder that you can uh, catch up on this episode and past episodes of uh, the Close Encounters podcast at our website, Forever in Electric Dreams. Uh, you can find um, information on our sister subsidiary podcast as well uh so there's a whole bunch for you to kind of uh, rummage through and have lots of fun uh, at the forever in electric dreams website uh my name's imran i'm joined by daniel j collicott how are you sir Ooh, full name wow even the middle name in there yeah. i'm good thank you. even the middle initial yeah, yeah. Well, we should actually we should discuss that because it's daniel j collicott it's tj sutherland and it's imran j Mers. Uh, this is new <laughs> I, information I, not didn't, I didn't know about it j in uh, collicott Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it is the Daniel J. Collicott. Yeah, T, TJ. How's your? What's the J in TJ stand for? Uh, Jason. Ah, okay. Mine actually stands for J, as in J A Y. And oh, no, one... isn't that a Simpsons thing as well? Home, isn't that Homer J. Simpson? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is, though. Uh, you could be right. Yeah. Apparently, I, I... apparently, according to uh, my dad. When I was born, um, he he had decided I well he and my mum had decided that I would be called Jay, and then at some point when the birth certificate got signed, uh, it had changed to Dan. But he he blames <laughs> my mum for this. It's a really weird one. So yeah, that's what a hell of a typo. The registrar changed it. <laughs> I thought the registrar just said Jay. No, no, let's put Dan. <laughs> he looks like a Dan to me. Like, I don't even like. Would Dan have been my middle name? I mean, J Dan Colicott. That would have been weird. Well, so you're not actually Daniel either. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you are Daniel. Yeah, so Daniel, it is. Yeah. It is Daniel Sorry, J. Yeah. So you're yeah. okay. Um, I think. I, and she didn't discuss this with your father. She just put Dan da, uh, Daniel on it. Yeah, apparently so. Okay. So I, oh. I, I have a kind of similar ish kind of story. So my. First name, not a lot of people. Not a lot of people know my first name, so I'm not going to uh, say it here. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> my parents wanted to call me Jason, and it was actually my godmother who piped up and said, "Oh, I, why didn't you call him whatever the T stands for?" And um, and yeah, and my parents, in their infinite wisdom, for some reason, went, "Sure, let's go with that." I have no idea why. Just why well, didn't just stick with the Jason? But instead, I got my so, first name. So you don't like it? No. Ah. Oh. I mean, it's all right, but I prefer my middle name or TJ. To the point, but to the point where you don't reveal it. No, not easily. Wow, Terence, what's up with that? That is the. Jeez. That is. Do you know what? Every time I do this, <laughs> Terence is the first name that people always <laughs> try and guess. I don't know why. Maybe I look really? like a Terence. Oh, I don't know, but no. it literally, is the first name everyone always comes up with is it a com- i won't i won't press you on this any any further but is it like a, a, a name that that's known or is it like what the yeah, heck yeah, is yeah. that if you okay. if you heard it you'd be like oh all right and, so and does, not- it have, okay. does it have t double e in it no i'm not <laughs> no no 
I don't think there's a name that exists as TW apart from TJ. Well, no, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> is, is it Fuel? No. Fuel. <laughs> Come on, we bought these people enough for this name bullshit. Let's crack on. Uh, <laughs> you said uh, yes, no, I'm this. thrown. I, I can't. I can't think of anything that's of more interest to me right now than figuring. We can have a whole. We, we can have an old, a whole episode on people trying to figure out my name. Okay, is it, it would just be us firing different <laughs> names and you saying no, yeah. no, basically no, for yeah. an hour. <laughs> but everyone stick around for the post credit sequence where I actually do reveal my first name. Ooh, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'm joking. Um, I'll reveal my my real surname. Wait, well, you both know my real surname. Wait, that's even what? weirder. Wait, Hang oh, on, well, wait, what's happening? Oh wait, no, no, I do know. I oh, wait, I do know about this, but I can't remember what the name is. <laughs> Okay. Why don't I know any of that? That doesn't yes, ring any bell at all. Do you know me? I on think Facebook? isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't. I can't remember what it is, but I do know. I do know that you've got a different name. On. We're so slick. This whole group. There's just lots of like. I don't even know who I'm talking to with, out of you two at the moment. <laughs> you, you like international men of mystery. Jesus. Yeah, pretty much. What does your passport say? You must. Well, you've probably got four between you. I can't believe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow, this is really good. This is really t- taking this, this has gone completely off the rails. We didn't even start it yet. No, but it's good. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. Okay. Well, so back to our regularly scheduled uh, uh, show. So this is um, part one. Uh, well, <laughs> volume four, part one, I think. This is the fourth time we've done this. Um, this is another in our catching up with the classics uh, series. I love these. I really, really enjoy these shows. Uh, so basically... The premise does not, for some reason, get any easier to explain. But uh, what this is, is, is the first of a two-parter. So what we each do, we go around the proverbial table and we take turns in pitching three movies uh, deemed classics uh, that we have not seen. We discuss them and then the other two members basically select the movie that said person um, would have to watch in time for the next podcast. Um, that was fairly succinct. Can, yeah, I, can I, I just chime in here? Can I just chime in here and, and put a uh, classic in inverted commas? Because uh, <laughs> a couple of mine, well, a couple of mine may not be considered classics, but they are old. So I guess count as classic. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, yeah. Okay. We may play it fast and loose with the term classics, but I think mostly people, if you know it. From anyway, we have we, we're a bit fast and loose with genres as well. So I know Dan aggressively, vehemently, violently at times insisted on a genre on the theme wow. for this one. Uh, he's gone with eighties action. Yeah, um, it's a good category. Dan, why why eighties action? Well, I mean, I think eighties because we're all roughly. The same age. I know, no, no. TJ is a little bit more classic in inverted commas than uh, <laughs> a bit more vintage than both of us. Right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think um, definitely the eighties and nineties when we were grew- growing up had, you know, the the most action movies and straight to VHS and I kind of it, it gave birth to. Stars such as Chuck Norris, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan. Um, God, what time to be alive? I know John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> uh, 
Bruce Willis. Bruce yeah, Willis. yeah. Bruce. Is he a bit later? Is he a bit... When was uh, Die Hard? Die Hard was nineties. Uh, no, was it an eighties one? Uh, Making like early nineties, late night, late eighties. That's it was late. Question. I think it was late eighties. I think it, I feel like uh, it was late eighties. I'm sure it was. Mm. He says Snoopy tried to Google it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so so many incredible, you know, action icons. Eighty eight was Die oh, Hard. There you go. Oh, wow, okay. Were, were were given birth to around that time. And I think the interesting thing that I noticed when I looked at a whole back catalogue of what are considered the, the the best or most classic action films, and quite a lot of these wouldn't get made today. Like, they, 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 they might, but they would end up on streaming services. They wouldn't go into the cinema. So I think back then it was much more of a lower-budget more disposable, pure, you know, the pure action film in the 80s was something that, again, a bit more experimental, but a bit more trashy. Like, I've noticed that a lot of the films that I would, you know, consider classics, or other people maybe consider classics, because maybe they were the first of their genre, are fairly low rent. But, yeah, we can come back to that. It was funny looking up, like... Where I'm trying to compile my list, you kind of, I, I, well, I texted you guys about the notion of, say, fantasy movies, but I, I feel like that's the, those are kind of two interesting um, categories as well. I, I would probably associate the 80s a little bit more with fantasy, uh, and almost the 90s actions is sort of like a, a genre in, in all in of itself as well. Hang on, hang on. Was, How many you know, Muppet movies have you picked? <laughs> Well, do you know what? When I picked eighties, I'll, I'll give a, a a minor tease, not to my current list, but what I wanted to 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 pitch because I was going through uh, I think Disney Plus to see what what classic movies they had on there, and I saw Willow on there, and I've never seen Willow, and I thought, oh my gosh, like this is a great opportunity. But I think Dan eloquently uh, it was rejected. We both rejected it, but Dan said nothing with puppets, and I thought that's a pretty good distinction <laughs> between fantasy and action. <laughs> so yeah. I I. I uh, I conceded, but I did. I almost embraced the opportunity. So I was like, "Wow, I've never seen Willow because they have the TV show coming now as well on Disney Plus, which is insane." After all these years, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, I think eighties fantasy with like never ending story and uh, things like that is is yeah, that's a, a, a sort of another quintessential kind of eighties genre. I, I would also say that Willow, to a lot of people at the time was considered a, a box office failure. It, it, oh, it really? really bombed. So I'm not saying that, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's more cult than classic. There are some people okay. that love it. And I, I am glad that they're making a series, but it it's one of, because it's George Lucas, isn't it? It's one of, one of um, Lucasfilms mm. that was at the time considered a massive failure. I think including Howard the Duck, that there were two things that right. really kind of damaged his uh, reputation. Um, so yeah, maybe not a classic as well. So oh, I, I was George Lucas. He, he did do Howard the Duck, didn't he? Pretty sure, yeah. That was a Marvel property, wasn't it? Even back then. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely based on the oh, comic. Okay. It was just yeah. yeah I, I actually went to see that and Willow in the cinema, and Willow I I actually enjoyed, but. Oh God! How the duck was just straight garbage, even at the time. <laughs> even as a kid, I was like, yeah, "What the hell I st- am I watching?" I stayed well clear of that 
just it did. Have you never seen Howard the Duck, Tristan? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this. Uh, I've, I've been making a list. I thought I was going to tick them off as we go through the episode. Uh, no, I've not had the pleasure of seeing How the Duck. I have ah. no intention of wanting to see How the Duck. I, I never ever want to see How the Duck. And when How the Duck appeared in Gardens of the Galaxy, I think it was, I was this close to walking out of the theatre. <laughs> so. but, but luckily, a different, a different puppet, a different, as in a different version of the character. Not I mean, nice. sure. A less offensive one, I, th- I imagine. Uh, Teej, how was it your, um, the compiling of your, your kind of list and the sort of revisiting kind of 80s action movies? Were you kind of like, uh, A, were you getting blissful memories of, of movies, as Dan said, that were birthed, you know, legends that went on for decades to, to kind of like create these movies? Or uh, was this a, like, a case of, wow, I've not seen a lot of things I really should have seen? Um, it was more like... How can I describe it? A bit like um, PTSD. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I mean, you know, I mean, 80s action movies are my bread and butter, really. Um, In fact, me and uh, one of my best mates, we regularly, every Thursday, I think we normally do it, we'll have like a movie night. And we've actually got a list of um, action movies or 80s movies um just stuff that we were kind of just working our way through it'll be stuff we've watched like five million times but it's our kind of escape valve for the week um we'll sit down watch an action movie crack some jokes eat some pizza and um and yeah and it's <clears throat> again you know because i am vintage as dan put it um <laughs> some of my earliest memories are going to our local video shop before before the days of blockbuster in fact um, when when you actually had local video shops, and uh, there was a dude in there, and he used to get me um, some of my first um, anime movies, but also just loads of um, action movies and stuff. Hang on a minute, can I just say, Iman and I were both thinking porn, porn. He's <laughs> porn. That's all I could think of. Right, sorry, <laughs> terrible. Sorry, Theo. Uh, <laughs> Fortunately, uh, porn was not on the list of uh, requirements. Um, but yeah, and it was, and it was just like, again, earliest memory is just kind of getting VHS tapes of all sorts of random, low key, crappy um, 80s action movies that always seem to be made by the company Orion for some reason. They seem to right. they seem to be behind like ninety five percent of eighties action movies. As soon as you see that logo, and every like, martial arts movie yeah. was gold. Uh, was Raymond Chow, Golden Gold Harvest. Harvest. Yeah, exactly. As soon as you saw those logos, you were like, "Right, shit's on. Let's go." <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, it was it was fun. It was it was actually quite tough because I, I remember initially um, Dan mentioned about um, looking at uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and I was like, "Oh shit, I think I've actually seen." all of Arnold's 80s movies and probably 99% of his 90s movies. Um, and it was, yeah, it was actually quite tough finding movies that I'd be interested to watch that I hadn't seen yet. Um, but I did manage to find three of dubious uh, quality. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see. I actually, weirdly, well, not weirdly, I kind of quite fancy watching all three of them now. I've, now I've listed them out, so you may oh, you may end up getting a a triple 
triple review. Uh, an epic review. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Like I say, it's it's my these are my bread and butter uh, genre movies. So uh, as soon as you guys suggested this this theme, I was like, yes, we're up for it. Okay, Dan, how was your kind of knowledge of them? I, I imagine you've got a significantly uh, a strong knowledge of them going in. But were you when you were compiling the list, was it a case of, wow, there's, there's a lot I've really not seen? Um, I think it was 50-50. There, there, were more, there were more movies that I had to double take and think, did I see that? Because the experience of having things like, you know, the early days of Sky Movies, they, they had an action film used to be on at 10 o'clock every night. They had action films and they were all, yeah, fairly um, low rent to classic quality. But I, I do remember at that time you could pretty much guarantee if you wanted to see uh, a Rutger Hauer film or a film with Jean-Claude Van Damme or even Schwarzenegger in it, you could you could watch at 10 o'clock virtually every evening of the week there would be a film like that on so i always had this problem of like did i did i do what tj is saying did i did i get this at my local video store um because it, also back then i don't know if if you guys remember this this is i mean this is a kent thing but i'm sure it was a a london thing as well every news agent also had yeah there would be a nook or an area where you could also hire hire films because yeah. it was well, I, I I had an actual video store, and also our news agent also did video. I don't know how they didn't like put each other put each other out of business, but yeah, there was well, actually, one was very good for kung fu films, and the other one was really good for action movies and anime. So that was quite handy. I had all my boxes ticked. And and I yes. think the the news agents there's always one in every town where you could go there, and they just didn't care how old you were. They <laughs> yeah. were pretty much. Yeah, thirteen-year-old. Yeah, I love that uh, R-rated. I'll uh, <laughs> have this, please. Thank you. Banned in three countries. But back then, it's I great. have to point out there was no such thing as R-rated porn. Everything, you know, you you, you saw nudity, and that was it. So the, it's not like that they could they could oh, hire go straight people. for the porn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking. Like, could have know, said eighteen action movies. <laughs> You, you 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 saw as much nudity in action films That's true, actually. as you did in eighties porn. It was so it was, bad. If if it was a if it was an eighties action movie, you're guaranteed to see at least three pairs of tees. A minimum, no lie. It's true. It's true, and they were always very very gory and hyper violent, which is something I think the eighties and the nineties were 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 really known for. Whereas I think. Yeah, back back then, like it. Yeah, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but I think in the noughties, it, it changed a bit, and I think things evolved. And as budgets got bigger, people realised that you didn't have to, an action film could be something that wasn't sold by uh, hyper violence and boobs. It could just be more about CGI, big special effects. Um, and big, you know, big name uh, stars. Whereas back then, it wasn't as clear. Yeah, I think I think as well. Like, didn't wasn't there the whole video nasties 
type the war on um, <clears throat> ultraviolet movies back in the eighties as well. I can't remember what year that was, but I seem to remember there was a period where politicians, government, whatever it was, were, were getting on the back of certain movies or, or trying to claim that violent movies are making kids violent, and that as as every government seems to do within a kind of ten year cycle, seemingly. But yeah, there was a there was a period where um, videos are getting like really slammed for being hyper violent, and it and it almost kind of feels like I don't know, like like everything as, as things have progressed and the opening up of the internet that people have been kind of desensitized to those levels of violence now, basically because the real world's just as, if not more, violent. But, but yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there were any um, <clears throat> specific uh, movies back then that were hauled under the coals, uh, hauled over the coals. There was obviously, for reasons we don't need to discuss, but there was a uh, Child's Play, which was, uh, you know, uh, ended up being was it banned in this country for a period of time and removed because of uh, you know what was deemed to be a real life connection. Mm. Um, but Exorcist, I don't think if there was any other band as well. Exorcist, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, yeah. a little known Chuck Norris movie called Invasion USA. Now, I think, I could be wrong, but I think that gone bad as well. And I actually watched it the other day. <laughs> I watched it the other day, and I think I know why it got banned. Go on. Uh, why, why? Do banned. tell. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of children got shot oh. in the movie. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, like a whole family gets shot. And it's like, it's it's not like blood and guts, but it's very sort of, oh, wow, you just shot those kids. Okay, fine. That's what we're doing now. Um, and it's 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 quite a violent movie, but even by Chuck Norris standards. But yeah, that <clears throat> that has anyone seen um, Delta Force? Yeah. I have not. That's there Chuck is Norris. this thing. I saw... sorry, what was that, Dan? Have you seen uh, it? Yeah, oh. sorry, Chuck. You mean Chuck Norris? Delta Force, Chuck Norris. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was um, I don't know what it is, but um, I saw it. I was probably. I don't know, eight, maybe oh, nine, maybe something like that. Must be drawback. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I anyway, I there there is not to spoil anything, but it's it it is a film. Uh, it, the whole premise of the film is based on terrorists that hijack a uh, commercial airline, mm. um, and there there are these. Um, there's a scene. Well, it's actually a couple of scenes uh, that just totally traumatized me like for years years and years afterwards it, that and the shining were the biggest <laughs> things that just totally traumatized me as a kid that i saw on, on screen there is this um uh this this guy so there's a, an erratic member of this terrorist uh the terrorist group who are on the plane and he tries to grab this woman like one of the stewardesses he's like hey do what i say and then this guy who's a passenger on the plane says like hey leave her alone and then the crazy terrorist guy just pummels him just beats the living heck out of him and i remember just being so horrifically upset uh oh. just by how i haven't seen it since then so it might just be a slap uh <laughs> and i've i've evolved it in my head all these years but then they they call like the the police or whatever to issue their demands and then uh, they then say listen to this and then they beat the heck out of that guy again uh so that they the people on the other end of the phone can just hear it just him just being pummeled and um, yeah, it just totally, just dis- you know, totally destroyed me. <laughs> and then I was just waiting for Chuck Norris to get this guy. You know, the whole moment that Chuck is going to kick the heck out of this guy, it's going to be brutal. And then Chuck gets him and he shoots him. 
<laughs> what? I'm like, no, Chuck. I need more no, violence like in that. my violence. I need more. This is the violence I want. We'll take revenge on this man. It was like one shot. And the guy goes, Ugh, and he's gone. I thought, crap. That was it. I wait the whole movie for this, for some sort of retribution, which never came. But anyway, that just destroyed me for some reason. That brings up an interesting question, actually. Like, as you talk about that as something that tra- traumatized you as a kid. And and Dan, I know you're like into horror movies and all that kind of stuff as well. But as a kid, because I can, I can clearly think of an example. As a kid, Dan, were there any movies or any scenes in particular that, and it doesn't have to be horror, it could be anything, but anything that like really stuck with you or kind of like, tra- in very commas, traumatized you or really shook you when you were, when you were a kid? Um. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think... This is really strange and a really weird one to admit, but I really had a problem with Critters because it it wasn't so much like, like it's kind of weird because I think around that time I I was able to watch things like Exorcist and um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And (laughs) at, at the start, Nightmare on Elm Street really did stick with me because that whole idea that, he could get you when you were asleep. He could get you in your Fucked dreams. And yep. that, it's uh, genius, though. That no, really no, did. No, yeah, no, that, no. That, that stuck with me quite a lot. But I do remember I, I had this, what you call a, a cabin bed. I don't know, uh, Iman, if, if any of your kids have got one of those where it's like a raised bed with, where you have drawers and that and cupboards underneath. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like a desk or something. Yeah, like kind of. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was, I loved this bed. But I, you went up a little ladder, oh, and yeah. the thing was, I watched um, Critters, and the idea that there could be these these quite horrible creatures underneath the bed, like underneath the bed, like as soon as because I had to get you had to get up in the night and go down this little ladder, and I just kept thinking, oh my god, what what if there's oh. critters down there? And it, I had a vivid imagination at the time. And it really messed with me. But the one I actually, the, the one that really did um, stick with me uh, was was from a horror anthology. I think I mentioned this on on a, on a podcast with with Dennis and Imran back in the mm. LF days, and it was just where a tiger, yeah, a, a grown ass tiger, goes into <laughs> a living room where there's a kid painting. And the tiger just rips the mum to shreds while the kid... It's, it's almost like very much um, like Damien the Omen. It's like that. And the kid doesn't even look up from his painting. And the kid's making it happen, making this tiger do this. And there's there's blood, There's even blood like fleck, flecked across the uh, canvas while, while he's oh, painting and this tiger's just literally destroying I don't I don't even know how they did it. I mean this is a this is probably an eighties or nineties horror anthology. And it's like, how did you manage to get a live tiger into a living room? Because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't animatronics or a puppet. And it's just like or, or or some of the time it must have been. But as a kid I was just like what's going on? Why is why is someone why is that kid doing that to his mom? Uh, it was yeah, yeah, that was messed up. So what you're saying about the whole video nasties thing, I remember there was a clear rebellion against a lot of horror and action films back then because mm. they were so 
yeah, violent and horrific in places. Yeah, I think um, my my traumatic um, thing was, and it's funny you just you literally just mentioned it was Nightmare on Elm Street, and it was so my sister's uh, was into horror movies, um, and I think she was she was been like looking after me one night or whatever it was. Parents had gone out, and I must have stayed up and she was watching it and I just I just remember seeing like the visual of Freddy Krueger and then the premise of the whole thing of like getting in your, in your sleep and all that kind of that just messed me right up and I I actually I legitimately think that messed messed uh messed up my ability to watch horror films period because I don't watch horror films now and I, I can't because they just fuck with me in a in a different way but yeah that was my first kind of interaction with horror and it was not a good one it fucked me up till now and i'm well old so <laughs> so uh yeah that um did yeah. you know what got me over it got me over my, my fear of freddy what is i think it's the god this is testing my knowledge i think it's the third film called the dream warriors Wait, so I have to watch more Freddy Krueger to get over Freddy Krueger? Fuck that shit. That's not, that's, that's not how that works. It, it really works because basically the kids work out a way oh. of going into Freddy's dreams. Oh, why would you do that? I'm fighting him. But they, they fight back is, is the... Anything that helps you see the bad guy get his comeuppance is probably the only way I've ever dealt with horror film was well when i was young it doesn't really affect yeah. me now i think i'm become immune to it but that was the only That's way like, i could ever carry on watching them is knowing that the it, it wasn't just lots of people dying and the villain getting away with it there was some well, kind that, of that was yeah. the whole thing as well because at the end of the movie spoiler alert if anyone's <laughs> yeah, not seen yeah. Nightmare yeah. Nightmare yeah, from 1980 man. whatever it was um <laughs> At the very end of the movie, they get in the car and then the lid goes up and it's got his like jumper stripes on it and it drives off. And you're like, okay, so he's still alive then and everyone's going to die. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He pulled the dashed. person through the window or something. He pulls the yes, person through the fucking. Oh, God. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> Um, well, I just, I just, I mean, we, we, as a, just as a quick callback, I wish I had the number of it to hand, but we, we did a really good, um, horror episode, uh, a while ago, which I, I really enjoy because horror, I, I'm on TJ's side of the fence in terms of it petrifies me and I don't like feeling that way, but I'm in, I'm enthralled by someone like Dan who enjoys horror and, uh, I, like, I'm My wife very does curious too. to, she's yes, yes, right. Yeah. You said, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand and it's funny what well, I mean Dan has reached a level of almost just desensitization where it takes a hell of a lot I, I mean it would probably put me and Teej in some kind of catatonic state <laughs> what would scare Dan like I don't even know what it would do to Teej and I but um but I find it I find it fascinating what people get from it and the levels of that yeah you know what there is now in today's I mean kind of I've, I've had lots of conversations with, with Jess about um what it is that she likes about horror and I think for her like the gore and the shock factor and all that kind of stuff. That's not the part that she gets, uh, that she enjoys. It's she, she actually describes it quite beautifully is that good horror is normally, uh, what is it? She says something like um, a good horror story is actually uh, quite emotional and quite sad. 
um, and she enjoys stories about sorrow and loss and that sort of stuff, which is, which is a lot of like she. I think she enjoys quite a lot of uh, Korean horror and, and that sort of stuff, or things like The Shining. Shining's her favorite movie of all time, oh, um, right? Um, <laughs> Love you. I was too young uh, <laughs> when I saw that. Um, but yeah, so any, there are things around like loss and sorrow and uh, and that sort of stuff. And a lot of horror movies are around that like have that sort of um, message in their you know in the, at their core. You know, it's, even if it's mm. like a Freddy Krueger or someone like that or a Jason, it's because you know. I mean, a lot of that stuff's um, hyper hyper violent, hyper hyper gory but yeah i think she's she's definitely about that side of horror as opposed to you know yeah just kind of yeah exactly that sort of stuff like yeah that sort of stuff doesn't doesn't do it for her at all and i don't don't even think she's i think she probably seen like the first saw movie but she definitely seen i don't think she's seen hostel but but yeah so and I, i and i can i mean it's still not for me and i'm still not down for it but i can get that kind of uh, mindset and that's why she why she enjoys it yeah well no it is it is nicely put i suppose that if i i suppose if i think of it on that level there's probably more horror i have seen mm. in terms of that kind of that angle but it is it is a massively expansive genre like well hey we should we should totally do another episode no, why do i say that, I shouldn't have said that. No, um, no. but um yeah <laughs> Well, I guess we'll, yeah, we, maybe we can consider it. I, don't know. I did enjoy our last one. I think it's, it is interesting kind of analyzing what it is about us as people that A, embraces it and B, fears it. I why, just find it. Why do you hate me, Imran? What, what <laughs> do I do to you? <laughs> oh, come on, Thaddeus. I would never hate you, buddy. <laughs> can, can I this just close add, right, take that off to closing my fucking Zencaster window right now. <laughs> can, can I just add one thing I love about horror is, don't get me wrong, there's, there's a lot of very generic predictable kind of cut and paste horror out there but if you go from like career is a good shout um and j horror and and even you know go to country to country it's interesting to see how horror from each different you know literally released from each of these countries i've seen horror from you know, Russia, Poland, Estonia, it, it reflects those cultures. And there's much more experimental storytelling. Like, y- you will find something in, in a horror film that you won't find in any other genre. So I think if you can mine it, because it's not always there, it's not always on the surface, it's, it is quite hard to find some of these horror films, which are just so original and different and evokes such a a unique response from you whether it it's good or bad I, you know i'm not not stating that but that's why i think horror as a genre for me it, it gives you something different whereas there are so many films like if i go and see an action film or a superhero film or a war film i pretty much know what i'm gonna get i know what i'm gonna feel i know the beats uh, i still enjoy it but whereas if I go from a horror film, there's there's just a chance that I'm literally going to walk into it and go, I have no idea what this is going to be like, and I have no yeah. idea how I'm going to feel at the end of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nicely put. That is nicely put. It's to challenge yourself in a way, isn't it? 
But um, yeah, okay. Maybe we should. No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We won't revisit it. But we could. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, fo- <laughs> focusing on today's episode, no. 80s action. Uh, something much brighter. <laughs> something much more uh, uh, positive. Uh, so, uh, Daniel, let's turn to yourself first. Um, actually, before we do, can anyone remember, the, just as a callback, I'm, ca- I'm throwing this, I'm putting you on the spot now, but the, the movies that you would have had to have seen before for the past three, and I was just thinking about it earlier. I had... Um, uh, uh, Monty Python and Holy Grail. I had They Live uh, and Adventures in Babysitting. I think they've been three oh. thumbs up for me. I, actually, uh, I, watched so that, I watched that with you, didn't I? And, uh, you it. did, yeah. yeah. And you, yeah. I think, and you guys were really kind of like, oh, you know, you drew the short straw here, but I, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I liked Adventures in Babysitting. It's good fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you guys remember what you've had to see before? Oh. Again, I'm throwing you a catching your father with that one, but oh, mine. I saw Princess Bride, which was great. Oh, yes. That was really good. And I saw Godfather Part 1, which was even better. I forget what the third film was. Citizen Kane. You know Citizen you... Kane was one of mine. Citizen oh, Kane. Yeah, uh, was... Dan was um, the Peter Sellers movie, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, Strange oh, Love. Strange Love. Strange Strange Love. Love. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. one just jumped in my head. Um, yeah, Citizen Kane. That's right. Citizen I, Kane I watched that as well. <clears throat> I watched that again uh, when you had to. Um, yeah, that's amazing film. What were my other ones? Oh, 2001 was one of mine. Ooh, yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah, that was, that was rough. <laughs> Let's not do that again. Um, and I can't remember what the other one was. How many of these? Is this, is this the fourth one of these you've done? This is the fourth. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was my other movie then? Emmanuel 2, wasn't it? No, it was 3. I remember 3 because that's the one with the oh. massive plot twist. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? Yeah. Filthy bugger. Right. <laughs> okay, so Dan, uh, what, are you, what are you presenting uh, to, the, to, really? the, to the team Actually, today? What I, three 80s movies? Can I just oh, say, yeah. I'm low-key quite excited about this. Because, like, again, yeah. 80s movies, 80s action movies are my bread and butter. So I'm probably going to end up watching all nine movies that come out. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because I've got a bit of time in my hands right now. So I'm like, okay, fuck it. Amazing. Just getting up watching all the movies all the time. We could, just putting it out there, have a man night and do some of this. A nine movie man night. This is as Yeah, all nighter. Okay, first of all, we ain't calling it a man night. Because I. Just... <laughs> It's got so many fucking weird connotations to it. We're not inviting <laughs> women, though, are we? So technically, <laughs> unless you want us to wig up or something. Uh, all right, go on, sorry. All <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> so my first choice, um, I realized that when I was um, yeah growing up in the eighties, my, my staples were definitely uh, martial arts film films and war films, and definitely Schwarzenegger. The one guy who I probably didn't watch that many of his films was Stallone. I was never I don't know why I I, I didn't I couldn't call myself a big um, Rambo fan. Um, yeah. I liked. Rocky, but again, I wouldn't put any of the Rocky films or any of the it's three. God, there's about five now, isn't there? Because they've done these done. Uh, yeah, five, I think. A six. A six. Wow. Okay. Six it's Rambo yeah. films. No Rocky. Oh no, 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 no
Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Rocky just doesn't think, end, does he? Because I think Rambo's on six as well, actually. Or yeah, five. Or five. He, I'm pretty sure he's done two, two more. So I think it's yeah. five. I think there's at least four, at least four. Yeah. But there could have been the yeah, fifth, yeah. Um, but I, I never really, you know, I wouldn't put those in my in my top ten or or even my top fifty, to be honest. So I kind of felt like there, there's quite a lot in Stallone's back catalogue that. I haven't seen, including the Italian Stallion, his uh, uh, his well-known porn movie he made in his twenties. <laughs> Forty minutes in, you've made three porn. <laughs> that's conservative. Let's, let's be honest. I mean, you know. Can so, I just can I, can I just chime in very quickly on Stallone? On. I'm kind of like you. I never really. He was never really on my regular rotation. Like there's the Van Damme, the Schwarzenegger. Um, Chuck Norris, uh, Steven Seagal, they're all on like regular rotation kind of stuff. Stallone was never one that was on my rotation. I think, uh, I f- feel like, and this is going to sound weird, but his movies always felt more Hollywood to me than like the other eight other action movies. If that, I, I, I don't know, they, they just felt a bit more, um, I describe it like I don't know, like mainstream, big budget Hollywood movie, as opposed to the kind of low key Van Damme straight to video, a bit shit, but it's going to be <laughs> hyper violent kind of movies. And I don't know why. I just always had that this weird distinction between Stallone and everyone else. I think he had. He was probably having more mainstream success. Than any other yeah, Hollywood sure. action star at that in the eighties, like at the start of the eighties. Think I think um, Schwarzenegger probably took over uh, towards the end of the eighties and just became even bigger. Yeah, through the nineties he killed it. Yeah, and then the nineties he just completely owned it. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think he he was that was the peak of his of his Hollywood pool um, throughout that decade. Yeah. I'm trying to look up his filmography because I guess when you think Stallone, um, you, obviously, as you say, Rocky, Rambo, and then a few other things sort of pop into mind. I guess Demolition Man in the 90s. There's a film, I, th- I think Dan's about to say it, so I won't say it. But um, <laughs> I'm trying to think what else he... I mean, in, in many ways, he doesn't really get the credit as a filmmaker, I think, in his in his own right, having written many of the Rockies, directed uh, many of them as well. I mean... I know, I think Rocky is sort of, and Rambo to an extent, it's kind of become a bit of a parody. Everyone does the Stallone impression. Everyone says Adrian, you know, but I mean, those early ones are pretty fantastic. Hmm. I think if you, when you actually sit back and watch them, you think, you know, this is classic underdog story with with emotion. Absolutely. Yeah. It's brimming with emotion. It's, it's, it is, is brilliantly written. Um, Amazing performances, I think from a lot of people in, in those, those films. And, um, yeah, in many ways, he was sort of the most talented of that list uh, of, of stars. Because, yeah. I mean, he still writes today, doesn't he? Does, he does, yeah. No, no, f- that's, that's a uh, fair summary. And considering he's like four foot three, it's quite yeah. impressive <laughs> that he he manages to have such stature in so many violent action films. So, yeah. But, but yeah, so my first pick um, is Cobra, which is a... So, 1986 yeah. action film, obviously starring Stallone, and 
I don't know. I I can't remember why I didn't see it. Like I remember having the the video game on the. I think it was either the Spectrum or the Amstrad CBC four six four. It was a game on Spectrum, yeah. Yeah, and it. I remember the poster. It, it's him. He looks a bit like Mad Max, or as some people have described, it's like back then. It, it was like giving an AK forty seven to Bruce Springsteen, and. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think this is also the film where he. Maybe got because he he was married to Bridget Nielsen, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he was. He was indeed. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I think that this is potentially the they hooked film up after where... Rocky Three, Rocky Four. Ah. She was in Rocky Four. As oh, Dolph she was. So were they, oh, Dolph they met there, or they already were together? Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. well, the, yeah. they worked together in this film, and even though it, it's um, you know, a, a kind of a violent action film, I I didn't know. I, I read up. I read up on this uh, yesterday that um, a lot of the the, the themes and ideas um, for this film, this could have been Beverly Hills Cop, but um, the the studio, or well, I think Stallone himself um, and the studio, they didn't want something uh, that had as much kind of uh, comedy, and they they wanted they wanted it to be less action. So, a lot a lot of what the ideas and things that were written in the screenplay that got cut, and that ended up being taken elsewhere to become Beverly Hills Cop, and obviously they cast Eddie Murphy, oh, wow. which I had no idea that 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 was the case. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 really I, I've tried to avoid spoilers. So I've I know it's to do with him versus I think terrorists and stuff like that, but I've I've tried to kind of like not get complete spoilers because I have no idea what it's about and I've never known what it's about. But so yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that as a as a potential. Um, I think I think I've watched about one minute and twenty eight seconds of Cobra because <laughs> uh, I I recall the opening sequence when he first arrives into the film but i for the life of me i can't remember the rest of it so i, I think i maybe fell asleep or just didn't watch yeah. it and uh but uh you fell asleep after one minute 28 seconds uh, <laughs> it was probably on at like two in the morning or something it's, exactly that's what i mean i think it was one of those ones where i kind of caught a bit of it on tv and just kind of drifted off to sleep but yeah but I've the, the post the post but... is awesome I'll give it yeah that much. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, and there was a video game, wasn't there? Iman, this is a film you've seen that me and TJ haven't. What's going on? Well, I mean, I'm going to... Okay, so yes, while I believe that to be a true statement, I can also... The end of that sentence is I have no memory of it whatsoever. (laughs) Um, Uh You know when you watch it upon release and you've only seen it the one time? So that's by no means any kind of indictment on it being good or bad. Oh, you watched it when it came out? Yeah, well, I remember getting on on, uh, VHS, yeah. Wow. Whenever, however long it had been out as such. Yeah. But I remember my brother and I got it. And then I, I don't, I, I seem to think of it in a positive light, but I, I, I honestly couldn't, I, I something about like a, a hook or something. Like he has a hook and he hits someone with a hook or someone. I can't remember. Anyway, I don't know. That's about as vague as you could get. <laughs> I'm hoping if, if Dan has to watch, I'm hoping he'll say, yep, uh, that's, there was a hook. Be a dude uh, in there. <laughs> but um, that was yeah that's the only 
I, well, no, sorry, that isn't a memory. Barely, it's bad. It doesn't count as memory, but I seem to remember it somewhat in a positive light. But um, yeah, okay. There, there's rumours that uh, Stallone actually directed it as well, even though he's not credited as director. Um, oh, wow. I think it, it's fairly given that he had a hell of a lot of influence over the the kind of production and screenplay and what that film become or became. So yeah, well he was he yeah he was fairly he was fairly established by then, yeah, wasn't he? So Rocky's a, a, a full on thing, but I think there's well, I mean, Rocky Rocky's and Rambo one and two came out in the seventies, didn't they? Yeah, and Rambo. So if you're talking, yeah, if you're talking mid mid eighties for Cobra, he's he's a massive name at this point. It's true, and so yeah, he pro- as you say, but I mean, he, why wouldn't he get credit for directing it? Um, because I think that's quite common, isn't it? Sometimes. Sometimes um, big stars don't want to be seen. Like it, it affects the credibility of a film if you know they write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, do 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 do. It's a bit like that. They they don't like it, so they they like to have someone known who's known for being a director as the director, and then they they just kind of shadow. Uh, okay. Shadow so tanks. Have your tanks. You can uh, just wash your hands of it. Right. Yeah, that, that's another thing. But it, it it debuted at number one in in the US. I don't, I can't remember what it did in the UK, but it made a truckload of money. And it's it's even weird because when I was revisiting this, I was like, I I'd always thought of it as like a B movie, but it it wasn't. As you say, man, it, this this was a, a big, you know, Hollywood film. So I suppose for him, he he's obviously he's always liked. The idea. I mean, even if you look at Expendables, I mean, there are three of those now, aren't there? Now, yeah. so he, it's, it's, I guess, it's interesting that Cobra didn't become a recurring character in his catalogue as well. True, yeah, because you think he's he's now revisited Rambo, he's revisited mm. Rocky, God knows how many times. I'm trying to think if there's any other um, genres. I guess not. How, how many um for how many episodes of Stop or My Mum Will Shoot were there? Oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Although what I would say about Cobra is, like, if you said to someone, name me three Stallone movies or four Stallone movies, they ain't naming Cobra. And I think as much as it <laughs> as much as it did probably did well at the box office, it might be worth. It depends on what the context of that is. Like, what else was out at the time? You know what I mean? How long was it at number one? You know, Stallone's name alone at that time would put anything number one in the box office. So um, whether it, if it went to number one and made like a decent amount of money, but you know, how much money they spend on it, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I mean, no one really knows Cobra as such. So it doesn't surprise me that it didn't get, it hasn't been revisited yeah. by Stone. He's got enough franchise under his belt that he can revisit. He anyways. does, yeah. True. Mm-hmm. So what are your second and third movies, Dan? Right. So second is a film called Runaway Train, which is from 1985. And I know we were talking about, um, in the preamble, we were talking about studios that made uh, fairly, well, not necessarily all terrible. Some of them were actually quite good, but straight to VHS uh, action movies. Well, the one you guys didn't mention was uh, one called Canon. Yes. That, <laughs> that I didn't realize until I read it uh, when I was researching was owned by Chuck Norris and Charles Bronson. Holy smokes. Yeah, so all wow. like the Death Wish films and Enter the Canon, yeah. 
It was, yeah, it was either Orion, Canon, or Corolco. Those are the three big wow. oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Windows logos. So, so yeah, I, I'd never heard of this. And apparently, um, so it, it stars uh, John Voight. Um, it, it even stars the, the debut of Danny Trejo, uh, which I thought was quite interesting. Think, it's got Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah, it, I think I've seen it. It yeah, I, I think it's definitely had some TV rotation mm. at some point or another. It's been on TV a few times, but this was considered before they were doing endless sequels to endless B movies. Apparently, this was um, well. Yeah, apparently, Canon quite often uh, did quite well-funded independent movies that were. A, a bit higher quality. So apparently, this is this is one of those, and it, it helped give give birth to genres like um, speed and oh god, what's the one with um, what's the other one on a boat? What's the one on a boat? Speed two. <laughs> <laughs> um, under speed two probably was on a boat, but um, under siege. Oh, under siege. Under siege. Seagal. Yeah, Seagal. Um, genres like that, the whole um, one location or one vehicle or Speed plane on a boat. Or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speed on a train. Speed so apparently, but this predated that and gave birth to that whole genre. Um, and it was uh, Akira, Kurosawa had had an input on this. Akira Kurosawa did the screenplay. Um, well, I say that. No, it was based on a screenplay by Akira Kurosawa from the 1960s. Slightly different, uh, <laughs> slightly yeah. different premise there. I just thought I'd throw you in a, in a random direction. But but yeah, the point I'm trying to make is it, it has some kind of credible um, grounding and obviously as the name suggests, it's 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 all set on a train um, going through Alaska. So yeah, um, it's it's one I've never seen. Um, and oh yeah, sorry. Apparently, oh, yeah, it's useless fact, but apparently it's based on Kurosawa's screenplay. Uh, no, it doesn't actually say. So I've I've taken some notes, but it doesn't actually say the name of 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 the film that it was supposed to be because I don't think the film got made. But yeah, it's supposed to be his his first color film. But yeah, um, my third choice is an interesting one because I don't know how I didn't see this because I've seen so many John Woo films like you know Hard Boiled and Face Off, but I never saw The Killer, which was actually released in 1989. So another yeah. yeah, so it's kind of. I guess late in the in the day for eighties films, but um, yeah, I just when I when I was you know looking over all the the different um, action films and I was trying to look at martial arts ones that I hadn't seen, and I was like, hang on, there, there must be there must be some in that genre that I've missed, and I and I was going through them, I was like, oh, how how on earth have I never seen the killer? Which is you know a Chow Yun Fat film, um, you know, and and one of John Woo's most classic hyper violent, 
you know, fast-paced action films um, of his career. You know, it's 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 actually up there, meant to be up there with with the best of them. Um, and yeah, he um, he he cited that he he took a lot of um, tropes and nods to Jean-Pierre Melville and Martin Scorsese when he made the film and. Yeah, it it just as, without going into I don't I don't want to give give spoilers away because I don't want to know too much about it. I don't want to know the the, the plot. Um, but yeah, it it sounds pretty cool. It's again, well, without giving too much away, Teej, the Runaway Train or the Killer. Uh, do you are you familiar with those two films at all? Uh, I feel for uh, some reason I feel like I've seen a Runaway Train, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but. Um, Killer would be cool. I th- again, another one I think I've seen. Um, I thought it would come out later, but um, 89 does sound about, sound about, yeah, about right. And it's John Woo, so that'd be a, be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, no, some, some good choices there. Hmm, I haven't oh. seen the last two, I just looked them up. Um, the Runaway Train poster looks somewhat familiar. Um, Eric Roberts is in it as well, and Zeus, Tiny List of Zeus. Okay, from- <laughs> That's yeah, a, yeah, that's a cast and a half. Living hell. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Roberts is one of those weird actors. It just kind of pops up in stuff, especially through the eighties. You're like we're watching the movie, but like, oh shit, it's Eric Roberts. Why is he here? Um, yeah, he's had a very interesting kind of <laughs> career. Um, what was it? he did a voice? And I, I now keep seeing him in uh, fan movies on you know on YouTube. You get like fan made short movies. Oh on, right. Like, random stuff that I'll do like a I don't know whatever and um I keep seeing Aaron Roberts in them <laughs> I'm just like okay <clears throat> you hard up for work or bored or what's going on here <laughs> just randomly appear as some villain in someone's fan movies and I think I, I think one of the ones I saw was uh the un- an uncharted one which was from a few years back to be fair um some this is before the movie that just came out for Uncharted. Someone did a, a fan movie. And uh yeah, Eric Roberts was like the villain in it. I was like, what? Wow. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're bigger That's... than that, but you know. Yeah, well he's always straddled that line between and I don't mean this in the discourteous way, but like from big star to almost B level. You know, I remember seeing him in the Dark Knight and thinking, Wow, Eric Roberts, like good for you, man. <laughs> But um, I'd just be really surprised. In fact, you're saying good for you. It's a little bit condescending. <laughs> I mean, no, when Julia when when, when, when Julia Roberts rocks up in a movie, do you go, "Oh yeah, well done, Julia. Wow, good work getting into that movie." No, well, no she's, she's a legitimate a star. A-list star, exactly. Yeah, but like, well, you exactly. That's the point, Eric Roberts. Like you just said, he's Eric a, Roberts he's, is the uh, um, plucky underdog. <laughs> he he always plays bad guys, doesn't he? he always, Every time. Always He's in well, not in Best of the Best. Uh, everyone's seen oh, Best of the yes. Best, I imagine. Yeah. His his single greatest performance. He's, best he was a star in that, wasn't he? Come he was on. like the lead. He yeah. was, yeah. Philip Ree, uh, <laughs> who t- played Tommy Tommy Lee, who was the. Uh, oh, I, I guess to... it was sort of a bit more in here, but that is a. Classic. I may have to rewatch that. That was such a good movie. That um, is a great, great, great movie. But, James Earl Jones but, is the team coach. He was wow, wow, bloody hell. Um, I've seen this film a lot. I adore this film. <laughs> he was uh, the main villain in uh, Eric Roberts, not James Earl Jones. In, um, James Earl, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, you're right. In the, uh, <laughs> in the Expendables as well. He was, yeah, the first, the first one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a trio of, of movies. Best of the best, Dark Knight, <laughs> Expendables. <laughs> You're made. Mate, he's, he's, he's done some shit. Um, <laughs> cool. So, are we picking now, or do we wait until the end? I have. I yes, yes. We're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, issue Dan his fate. I have my answer. I know which one I would be most interested in hearing a review on. Uh, uh, T, do you want to go first? Are you, are you? Do you know where you'd want to? So I feel it? like I know which one Dan probably wants to watch the most. He seemed keen on all of them. He didn't. No, he did. But I think. I think he. Le- I think he. He's probably. If he had to choose, I think he would probably lean more towards the killer. Um. But I'm quite keen to um, hear his review of Cobra. That is exactly where I was going as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's go Cobra. It would be interesting, I think, bearing in mind Stallone's um, kind of catalogue at that point, and I suppose it was it something that that just slipped under the radar. Did it deserve more recognition? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, that's the thing. Like, why why did Cobra not get a franchise? Why did that not get a sequel? Um, there must have been yeah. something. You know, if it made a bit of money. There must have been something about it. And like I say, I've watched the first... I, I vividly have in my mind that opening sequence because he's in a badass car and he rocks up to a thing and then a thing happens and he's just being a total badass. And it's just like, <laughs> uh, look at my glasses. Whoa, spoilers, tease. Stubble. He hasn't seen it yet. This is all in the fucking movie poster, man. It's literally... What you see in the movie poster is the first like couple of minutes in the movie. So... Um, you know, it got, it got critically panned. I would say that. It yeah, didn't get see. Reviews, so, so I want, I want, I want a, uh, I want a color cop panning. Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Cobra. Yeah. Let's go Cobra. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with all it three. Get, but... It doesn't get a choice. Yeah, well, it's true. I don't get a choice. <laughs> um, but, but I'm always intrigued to know: are you, are you like yes, or are you like oh no? I was really hoping for this because now you're it's banned. You cannot ever watch the other two films. <laughs> Holy shit! Here. Oh, at the start, so yeah, you're forbidden. If you, yeah. if you did, you have a leading to to any of the three. Yeah, no, you're right, TJ. It was. I, I think out of all of them, the killer is mm. the film that I'm, I'm. I was almost kicking myself that I haven't I haven't seen it. Whereas the other two. I'm definitely very curious about and happy to watch, especially like probably more Cobra than Runaway Train because Cobra's just, you know, my my whole thing is how on earth did I not see this? How have I not watched Cobra? But Mm. yeah, I guess I'm about to find out. Cool. Okay, well, well done. It's it it is decided. Um, Shall I go next, or do you want to go next, Tej? I'll go next as, as you're the host. Uh, okay, so I'll go next. Um, um, <laughs> so, so yes, go ahead. Are you, are you going to blitz the three, or are you going to go one at a time? Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll do one at a time. Uh, my extensive research. So, no, try again. My extensive research uh, via the wonderful chronicle that is Wikipedia. <laughs> um, no, so so I, I've thought of like I say. 80s action movies are kind of my bread and butter and um, had a bit of a tough time kind of going, oh, uh, oh, maybe I've seen that. Oh, no, I've seen that. Oh, maybe I should. Oh, no, I've seen that one. Oh, let me change. No, I've seen that. Um, but I did find three. Um, two, as I, I think I mentioned before, I'm not quite sure they'd be considered classics, but 
they are old movies from the 80s and they are deemed as action movies. So um, first one, uh, I'd be interested if anyone knows this movie actually, um, is Remo, The Adventure Begins, 1985 action movie starring the legend that is Fred Ward. No? I do not know this film. <laughs> okay. You don't know Fred Ward? I don't know Fred Ward anywhere. Either. I know Fred Ward. Um, so I do know Fred Ward. I do not know this movie. So Remo is uh, it's a 2016 Indian Tamil language romantic. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Wait, that was my first <laughs> Google search. There actually is. A, 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 <laughs> I Googled it. It was the first thing that came up. And I was like, oh, okay. wait a minute. <laughs> Did I get that wrong? Um, no. So, uh, 1986 action movie. Um, Fred Ward plays uh, a New York City street cop, uh, also a war veteran as well. And he gets recruited as... <laughs> this is a great premise. He gets recruited as, a, as an assassin for a secret US organization. Um, and he gets... Um, his death gets faked. He's given a new face. He's taught these amazing martial arts. Um and uh yeah, he's trained to be a human killing machine uh by this crazy old dude. So um it's yeah, it's, it's all the eighties tropes. Um it just I, I I do recall seeing so back in the day, if you younger kids that are listening, uh when you used to hire out a VHS tape and before the movie started you get trailers for other movies. The same way you do in the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Um and I always remember on a lot of the videos that I used to get, there was uh, there was oftentimes a trailer for Remo, and I always kind of was like, oh yeah, I should I should I should get that out at some point. I should get that out at some point. I just never did. Um, I, you know, it didn't do well in the box office. It was supposed to actually spawn a TV series. It's supposed to launch um, this character and go into a long running TV series, but the movie was shit. The numbers were <laughs> shit. And uh, yeah, it kind of didn't really go anywhere. So um, oh I've looked it up. Do you guys have the poster to hand? I've, I've just looked it up on my phone. The poster is the best work. It's the, is it, is it the one of him I've hanging off seen. the uh, Statue of Liberty? Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. But you do know it's that so there were sequels to this. Well, not just one film. So what? Yeah. I mean, I knew it was supposed to be a TV show. I didn't know there were sequels to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it is called Remo The Adventure Begins, so I guess the next one, The Adventure Continues. <laughs> obligated. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think, and I haven't researched this, but I think there's there's three films. God damn. Look at you, Remo. With Fred Waters in all of them. Um. Well, yeah, I guess so, because he's the, 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 he's like the A-team. He's a, he's a, he's a, a thought to be... Yeah, they faked his as as yeah, faked his death. Faked his death. Changed his face. <laughs> Dead cop. This, so I was re- again reading the, the plot on Wikipedia. This is brilliant. It says uh, though Remo's training training is extremely rushed by uh, by his master standards. Remo learns seemingly impossible skills such as dodging bullets, running on water, and wet cement. <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there, but yeah. So I, I want to see him demonstrate all of these skills, and also, why is he able to run on water and wet c- and wet cement? That's weird. Anyway, I want that to see hilarious. him do all of these things. So, uh, so yes, that is why Remo is on my shortlist of eighties <laughs> action movies okay. that I have not seen. Strong stuff. Um, oh my god, I didn't realize Remo Two came out in 2017. <laughs> 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 
The oh reboot you never knew that you wanted. Oh my god. That's shit. That's incredible. Right. I guess it wasn't Fred Ward. I'm, I'm adding it to the list. That's um, oh. Wow. Oh god, I can't. Oh. I'm terrified to even look that up. And, and you're right. You're you're dead right. Um, this is me googling like a madman. There was uh, a straight to TV movie in 1988 called Remo Williams: The Prophecy. So there have been three films. <laughs> There's a prophecy attached to him yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. oh, Remo Williams is my new fucking hero. That's it. Locked in. Um, I have no other movies. That's it. <laughs> 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 no, all right, okay. Uh, choice number two. So, um, you can't have an 80s action movie list. Well, you, I suppose you can. But I can't have an action 80s movie list without Chuck Norris on it. Staple of 80s action. Um, like you say, Delta Force got mentioned earlier. Um, that movie, Invasion USA, that got banned. Um, which is the funniest shit, mate. If you guys just need to look that up and go and watch it, it's the it's the craziest action movie, craziest premise as well. It's basically, it's about USA getting invaded by like ten soldiers. It's really weird, <laughs> but um, yeah. So Chuck Norris, eighty star, um, had to go for for some reason. I never watched Missing Action. Uh, oh. which is uh, is 84. Basically, I, don't, I mean, what year did Rambo come out, actually? Was it around the same time? Oh, I mean, obviously, there were loads of war, like one-man army-type movies that came out around yeah. a sim- similar sort of time, anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I Again, reading the kind of plot in, um, in Wikipedia, and it's just... A, Standard fare, you know, he's a one-man army. He goes to save some people from a camp. And he teams up with um, a friend of his. His name is Jack Tuck Tucker. So as <laughs> <laughs> soon as I saw that, I was like, yes. You're in. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I actually remember the video cover of this because it it always confused me because it looked it looked like because Ram- Rambo was never, well, I guess it was a quite a big Hollywood film, but but this was like a B movie version of Rambo, and every and there was there's one picture of of him holding like a a Bren gun or a milli gun or whatever you call it, a massive yeah. um, machine gun, and it just looks so much like Rambo, yeah. yet not <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got clothes on for a start. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I mean, I like Dan mentioned earlier. I know exactly what I'm going to get with this movie. So, but I'm 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 looking forward to kind of seeing uh, how daft it is. Um, and then for my last one was one that kind of came a, a little bit out of left field. And um, again, something the kind of thing that I'm surprised I didn't see. And I think it was. Because it was quite, I actually think it was an independent movie, so it wasn't released by a by any of the big um, production houses. But um, my third movie is The Wraith, um, which starred a very young Charlie Sheen, um, and it's a story of uh, an Arizona teen who mysteriously returns from the dead as a supernatural or possibly alien created street racer, street racer 
driving an invulnerable supercar. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god! So I'm, I mean, oh, what was it I called again? This film. It was called, it was called the Wraith, and I the Wraith the Wraith yeah, and I and the, the thing that I um I, I know again this is a, another one that I kept on seeing, and the same for Missing Action as well. Always saw trailers for it um, on other movies, and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And I remember the car in it looked like totally badass. Um, it looks a bit like. Um, do you guys remember Auto Man? That was on TV. Oh, that name is a bell. Oh. I don't remember. And he had like a really cool Lamborghini, kind of like Tron lights all over it. Anyway, oh my god, it was a really cool car. And then same in this is in this he's got like a like a crazy um, supercar. But the coolest thing as well is that it's got a really really banging soundtrack. Loads of like big hitters on the uh, on the soundtrack. So just going through here, you got Ozzy Osbourne. And this is a little independent movie as well, by the way. This isn't like a big Hollywood movie. Um, Ozzy Osbourne's on the soundtrack. Uh, Stan Bush of uh, Transformers, the movie fame, for anyone that knows. Um, Motley Crue, Robert Palmer, Lion, also of Transformers, the movie soundtrack fame. Um, Bonnie Tyler, Billy Idol, loads of big names on the soundtrack. So if nothing else, I just want to hear this fucking soundtrack in this movie. Um, um, I have to say, I'm, I'm just looking at it now, and I'm like, "How do I not know this movie exists?" And how you want to, you want to watch it, don't you? I do. <laughs> it just looking. I mean, the car, the car looks even better than Night Rider, right? It it looks incredible. Um, yeah. So those are my three. Wow. I'm looking up the race. It kind of rings. I haven't seen it. I definitely haven't seen it, but it. I definitely did not know it existed until now. <laughs> and it, it's quite interesting because one of the films on my list that I kind of said I didn't put on there in the end is uh, Blue Thunder because I didn't oh, realize wow. that there was a film before, before... the TV. Series. Yeah. Yeah. The, the film uh, is similar to the oh, Remo yeah. thing. They did the movie. And then that was supposed to kick off uh, a regular TV series, which it did. There was, there yeah, which was it did, yeah, and it did, yeah. yeah. Which was it was because... nowhere near as Airwolf, but that's a whole other podcast. Well, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that was a that was a big genre in the eighties, wasn't it? It was it was a it was a car semi action vehicle action vehicle yeah thing. street yeah. hawk yeah. street hawk street hawk oh i love that so much yeah and of course night night rider which was the one that everyone was like oh my god they're, they're making so much money with that Let, let's do yeah. let's do a film with other cool vehicles well it was it was a sta- again a staple of uh like 80s TV action shows where you like uh, the main character was actually the vehicle. So, you know, you had a team, the a team van, you know, Dukes of Hazard, like they all had these iconic wow, yeah, like great cars point. or vehicles or something that kind of centered around that it wasn't really a person. It was always like a vehicle that was the big star of the show. Um, again, like I say, all, uh, you guys don't quite remember, it, but Auto Man was similar. It was, I think it was like a Lamborghini. But um, if you Google it, actually, Auto Man, it was like a Lamborghini, but it was done up like uh, one of the Tron vehicles. So it's like jet black, but it had like these blue lines across it. So it looked pretty sick. But yeah. I think, in fact, thinking about it, I think they used the same tech for the Auto Man character and the vehicle as 
they used for the Tron movies. Now I think about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's no need what? to shout, Michael. I'm all around you. Okay, Imran, what are we going to pick? I feel like Remo... <laughs> Remo sounds like crazy fun, but I feel like it would just. Imran's in love with that that, uh, that movie poster. I'm the, the poster has completely hooked me, and I, I went silent for a bit because I just put it into YouTube, um, and there was a um, it's a walking on water scene. Oh god! Um, and it was his who I believe was I didn't get to hear it with the volume up, but um, I think his master was running across water after being chased by seemingly an army, and everyone lowers their guns in awe. Of of what they're seeing but i thought i'm sure the tide just is out to be honest it, it doesn't look like you're in the middle of the ocean at all <laughs> i just remembered that he also appeared he, he kept appearing in lots of parody films like he was in naked gun mm. films and things like that yes. he was always like a he was always playing a bad guy or, or in a prison or something like that that's yes exactly right that's exactly my memory of fred ward yeah, yeah. i can't remember there was a he was the husband of I can't remember who it was. It, it was one of those parody films. It was exactly that. Um, I don't know if it was a naked. I think it might have been the Naked Gun. It was a Naked Gun. Yeah, he was. He was definitely a bad guy in the Naked Gun. It was. I think it was thirty three and a third. Uh, was it the, that that uh, that she was massively popular at the time, oh but sadly passed? Was it Anna? Anna Cor- um, um, oh, not Anna Kornikova. That's a tennis player. Tennis player. Oh, oh my gosh! I've gone completely blank. She was very, she was massive uh, at the time. I obviously, had a, a sad passing somewhat soon. Um, I can't remember the, her name. My God! I think he Anna played Nicole, her. Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith. That's the yeah. He, he yes, was. She's, yeah, he was her. Husband, he was her. She, her her yes. kind of gangster husband or something like that. Speaking. Yeah, that's speaking right. Speaking of people passing, sadly, um, he Fred Ward died last month. Oh no. Mate, I knew it was recent. Yeah, I think it was last month. May eighth. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, literally not even wow. exactly, nearly exactly a month ago. Blimey. Wow. So you, you can't say a bad word. About I know, right? Now. That's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> and the acting. Let me tell you. Oh. Um, so yeah, I, um, but yeah, I feel like I, I'm mildly interested in 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 that one. I thought that would be fun, but I think you know what? I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with the wraith. Yeah, I'm with you. Just because I've never seen this film before, I, like I, mm. I vaguely look looking at the uh, VHS poster, it it stirs a memory, but it might just be a familiarity because there were so many movie posters involving guys in leather and cars in the eighties. But yeah, I'm 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 on it as well. I'm with you, Imran. I, I I'd mm. love to hear a review of this. And this is Pete Charlie Sheen. Like this is this is the era where he's going to really carry this movie to a to a standard i, I think it is his, his golden age years i reckon i would assume this is one of if not his first movie potentially 80 was 86 no, actually no he probably has something before that just trying to look it up probably um we might have had low-key roles and everything yeah this is gonna take me a while to look up but um it would yeah i i i yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely think the Wraith would be cool. Uh, uh, potentially. All right. And it's got, um, it's got two characters, one called Rughead and the other called Oggy, which that seals it for me. I mean, you know, you're missing out on Jack Tuck Tucker. 
and Jack Tuck Tucker in uh, Missing in Action. So you know that's that's a good name. <laughs> Sad times. <laughs> but does it beat Rughead? Well, yeah. I mean, it feels like a lazy name to be fair. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> and the way they've written it as well as like Jack uh, uh, inverted commas Tuck. And then Tucker is his surname. Like, as, as if we wouldn't... <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't you're not going to guess that, exactly. That it might be his, his nickname might be Tuck. <laughs> I've just looked it up. I mean, Charlie Sheen, to his credit, I, I wouldn't have guessed, actually. His first movie was in 1973. Blimey. Um, wow. Obviously, I don't imagine he, he's hit a star status by then. But in um, 86, which is when The Wraith came out, it's the same year as Platoon. Um, same year as his brilliant cameo in uh, Ferris Bueller. Um, And uh, there's a film called Lucas, uh, which I don't know anything about, but it's credited as in 86. But prior to that, uh, 85, The the Boys Next Door, Silence of the Heart, Red Dawn, Grizzly 2, Apocalypse Now. Didn't know Charlie Sheen was in Apocalypse Now. Blimey. That's been a really low-key role in that one. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Right. No, it says it, it was an extra, not confirmed. Okay. Well, we could all we could all claim that, yep. couldn't we? But <laughs> yeah, I was definitely in uh, Lord of the Rings. Did you see me in Endgame? They might have cut me. I can't remember. But uh... <laughs> I was actually going to choose Red Dawn. Red Dawn was on my list, but oh, right. there's been a, a more recent remake of it, um, and I was just like, yeah, because. I don't really want to talk about Russia invading America on a podcast because that's yeah, basically... Let's, not, let's, let's avoid that one. Yeah, let's avoid that one. <laughs> They'll hear this before we upload it, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, okay, right. these are two good movies. Is, well, we won't know, but uh, yeah, I think these are two good picks. Anyway, I'm looking forward to... I'm going to try catching them as well. So you got him, Ren. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued by... Oh, shit, broke my chair. Um, I'm genuinely intrigued by what you're going to come up with. Okay, so you guys have gone niche, you've gone like indie, you've gone art house uh, with Remo. <laughs> Which one of them anyway. went art house? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Remo. Um, but uh, oh, I've gone, I, I, I do not need to introduce these three films. You will know these three films. And I just want to remind everyone to, that this is what they are. No, no, I mean, <laughs> uh, to provide any further information than the title. Also. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you all know these movies, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I apologize in advance. Hold um, on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, Dan, we, I just realized something. Imran is the king of I've not seen this movie or I've, I've not seen oh, movies. Perfectly encapsulates. So it's going to be three like proper big mainstream movies where they're going to instantly <laughs> go. How the fuck have you not seen this? It was on ITV two last night. That's all, yeah. that's what's about to happen, isn't it? Pretty, that is, pretty much what I'm expecting. One of them, that one is of them verbatim what's about to happen. I swear to God, if you say Big Trouble in Little China, I'm going to find you and beat you up if you've not seen that okay. movie. Terminator. Okay. <laughs> Terminator, okay. Star Wars, and something else. <laughs> All right, go on in. Oh, Indiana Jones. Okay. Indiana Jones, the last Christmas. Uh, there was a first crusade? The first crusade. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to name these three. These are three, uh, I think it's fair to say, celebrated action films. Not necessarily in the vein of what you guys have picked thus far, but I think they've fallen into the category. So I'm just going <laughs> to... Oh, God. God, I'm genuinely sweating. Um, uh, Top Gun. What? Oh, Never seen it. Oh. Right, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. Sorry, people. Podcast over. Trust me, Tej. You're, you're not done yet. Trust me. Uh, Top Gun 2 just come out. 
literally, I know. Top Gun Two just well, come out. It's, it's like thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> hang, hang on a minute. Can I just test something? You've seen Top Gun, so you've not seen Top Gun. But have you seen Iron Eagle? Holy mm, shit! All right, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. There. I've seen what? I've seen Hot Shots. Wait, so, so most, of, most of, of the, yeah, most of the, yeah, most of the references in Hot Shots are for Top Gun. How did you even? Uh... I yeah, I thought it was a drama. <laughs> this guy, Hot Shots. Oh. It's, it's, it, trust me, it gets worse. It gets significantly worse. So. Um, uh, so yeah, I, th- I I should rethink this. I think I might just cut this, and then think about it. Put two niche films, and then just put you guys going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Uh, Mad Max. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To to be fair, I hadn't seen the Road Warrior, the first one, uh, until a few yeah. years ago. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see the first one until. Okay. So that that's Not a fair recently. choice. That's a fair choice because. Okay, it, it's surprising because it, it's so different as well yeah. to all the other films, both tonally did, and the first. The first one did that. I thought for some reason in my head, I thought that was late seventies or no. Oh, don't say that. No, no, no. I think I think it's like I could, I could be wrong. 80. Yeah, I, I could be totally wrong. Oh, I don't know if I want to look it up. Should I look it up? Um, I'm I'm scuppered if that's the case. I mean, I let it slide. Ooh, seventy nine. Fuck. But do you know what? I'll we'll allow it. I'll let, I'll, I'll let it slide. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you. I could just put Remo on my list. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's up for grabs. Remo is not, not happening. There you go. How you do just... you manage to pick a 70s film when there's <laughs> 4 million action films in the 80s to choose from? You know what? It was one of the first things that came to mind. I was convinced it was an 80s film. I couldn't get this more wrong, really, could I? <laughs> um, and I'm the host of this episode. Damn you, Dan, in your 80s action classics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, th- and the uh, third movie. <clears throat> I'm gonna. I'll, I'll. I'll give you the title in a different order. What? Okay. Uh, in China, trouble. Oh fuck in. off! <laughs> oh no. my god! Do you know what I? I thought I had seen it. I thought I had seen it, and I remember we talked. We did an episode a long time ago where we talked about our favorite movie characters. Oh, Do you guys remember that? And Dan, about um, Tej picked. Uh, Kurt Russell oh, from Big Trouble in China, right? <laughs> and you were citing, and I thought, oh, that's a great pick. And then you were talking about it. I'm like, I don't remember that. Oh, no, I don't remember that. God. And I, did you ever get confused with Golden Child? <laughs> right? It's so good we're not doing this in person because I'd slap you so hard right now. Come on. Oh, oh my days. <laughs> Have you not seen the so, greatest movie of all time? Yeah. I mean, all right. Yeah, I don't say it with pride, but I, I accept my uh, oh. my flaws. Oh. <laughs> my head hurts. I take it I'm watching <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, okay, all right. Sorry, Dan. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lead here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost for words. So there's lots to unpack here. Uh, we're not gonna be able to scroll past this very easily. It's, it's... I mean, hmm. what little respect I had for you, that's, that's gone okay. now. That's, well, that's, that's not necessary. You know, okay. That's, that's just been obliterated. So you had little. So I had some. You had, you had some. That. Had been the uh, operative word. Gone. That's out of here. 
but I had some. I, I'm, I'm literally, I just let Lewis out just to come and hunt you down. Oh, come on, I don't, be, don't do anything crazy now. Come on. <laughs> um, I can't rectify my mistake if you send Lewis <laughs> over here now. Um, so, oh, I, I'm, do you know what? I kind of pity you because <laughs> you've, you've missed some no. genuinely great movies in those three films. Like Top Gun's a great movie, really. Top Gun's, I mean, okay, well, okay. It's pretty iconic, I, I would say. Yeah, sure. yeah, I, yeah. iconic is. is a good way to describe it. I mean, it's it's not a, like, you know, Oscar-winning performance. In fact, Top Gun 2 is very, very good. I really enjoyed that. Um, but it's, it's a good 80s action movie, testosterone type yeah. affair. TJ, um, come on. Like, Iman has missed out on going okay. on a beach with his cock off. <laughs> and playing, playing with the boys. And listening to, yeah, playing with the boys whilst playing volleyball. Definitely not in the any sort of homoerotic uh, connotations yeah. in that scenario whatsoever. Yeah. Um, one, one more thing. So, that all these times I've said to you, Iman, you can be my wingman any day. And you've done. <laughs> Yeah, that, I that thought you were just good, coming man. on to me. Like, <laughs> I, thought I was hitting on you. I thought you were just hitting on me, and I'm here for that. Like, that's cool. But I, mm. I didn't know it came from. No, I mean, there's obviously, you know, when you, I know everything about it. I know Iceman. I know I feel the need, the need for speed. I know that they bang helmets. Uh, well, that's in the scene with the. No, not, that's not a homo, that wasn't a homoerotic joke. That oh wasn't God. a homoerotic joke. No, I. I, I <laughs> That wasn't the actual plain helmets. That wasn't. Oh, oh my god! That wasn't even plain. Oh, I'm so, I'm so completely off the rails. Right. Um, I know. I know. There's a big song and dance in a in a bar. There is. Right. There is. Yeah. And there's Kelly McGillis. She is. Right. Also She's in the movie. movie. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So again, when I said to you, play, I knew you were going to say that. Fuck you, in, man. <laughs> you've lost this loving. You've lost that loving feeling. You were just thinking I was coming on to you again. <laughs> Well, I thought I had a shot that I, that I had subsequently blown it, particularly because you just said F you, right? Oh, dear. So I thought I was... Yeah, All right. so I... Okay, yeah. all right. So my vote is Big Trouble in Little China, obviously, because I think it's the greatest movie of all time. And I actually... I think you would... You will probably enjoy Big Trouble in Little China the most of the three because it's a lot of fun. There's some action in there. Um, it's, um, very creative. It's a John Carpenter movie. So, you know, John Carpenter, fucking genius that he is. Um, Kurt Russell's character, um, Jack Burton is the most, um, how can I describe it? The most unknowingly, like he thinks he's a total badass, but he just kind of blunders his way through life. And manages to pull shit off that he. Oh, oh, oh hang, hang, hang on a minute. Sorry, he... sorry. Whoa. I was, I was just gonna, I was just gonna end that with uh, managed to pull shit off that he doesn't expect to. Pretty much like how I run my entire life, which is why I identify <laughs> with him so much. Um, I just say you're a total badass, and so is he. And I will not have beautiful. any other word said against. Uh... Were you talking to me? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Could have been. Um, but yeah, I, I think you'll have the most fun 
watching Big Trouble Little China. Obviously, I'm massively biased as well. Um, I think you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't watch Top Gun at some point wow. in your life. Okay. Because I, I think, like Dan said, it's an iconic movie and it's one of those things that, you know, if you're a lover of movies, then, you know, and you don't completely hate Tom Cruise. No, I think he's awesome. Yeah. So in which case you should see Top Gun. Okay. Yeah. But I'm with you um, 100%. TJ, there's, there's there's no way this can't end with Imran watching Big Trouble in Little China because that is probably one of the best. I mean, it, it forget eighties films, forget action films. It's just one of the best films ever. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's fucking great. And it, so this is Eddie Murphy's not in this film, is that right? No. <laughs> You're skating on very thin ice, right? Yeah. So you know, just all right. You're pull them off. Yeah. Look at it. Dad. Dad was being a heavy <laughs> just then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, come on. No, I think um, it's and it's yeah, Dad crackers and knuckles. Just <laughs> actually, it's, it's it's interesting because uh, like picture on my little China, I don't know that it was. Uh, did massively well in the cinema at the time. Um, I think it did okay, but I don't think I think it, it's. A, I think it probably falls under the kind of cult um, status. Um, but do you know why it didn't success. do well? Do you know why it didn't, didn't do well? Was it a timing thing or something like? That? Didn't something else come out at the same time? Or um, that actually might have been the case as well. But hmm. one of the the main reasons that it didn't go over as expected, was because it was one of the first, um, you know, big-budget American Hollywood films where the the, the role of the lead... Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Not, you know, yeah. As, as you were rightly pointing out, he's, he's not the all-action, um, you know, superhero that... You know, if you if you compared him to I don't know Rambo, for example, is a good, yeah. good example, or Rocky. You know, he he's not the all conquering, um, intelligent. He's he's a bit more. He's the, a bit not, more not the baddest guy in the room, but he yeah, thinks he is. He he thinks he is, and he's got ego and bravado, and a lot of, apparently a lot of the the critics and american public didn't, didn't like that yeah i did read read about that actually and interestingly yeah. and without giving away any spoilers hopefully i don't think um the actual badass of the movie is not the star of the movie would you yeah. would you agree with that dan yeah so i would agree with that I'll, I'll i'll leave that with you to work out you'll you'll see it when it when it happens in Rand, but yeah right but do you know anything? I think it was, it was a film I, I feel it's like, I don't know. It's like a film I thought I had always seen. Hmm. If that makes any sense. It's s- like I have fond memories of it, but I I can't think of a single thing from it. Yeah, I was I was going to say, like, do you know any, do you, do you know anything about the plot or do you know anything about kind of? No, I'm not. There's, I, I think from a, I know I've made a couple of golden child jokes, but there is the same actor in one of in those roles, isn't it? The, the, I don't know his name. Yeah. He was in like so James many Hong. 80s James movies. Hong, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's in both, that. isn't he? Yeah. Anytime yeah, you need a, anytime you need an old like <laughs> yeah. like a, like Chinese villain, 
call up James Holmes. He, he'll be <laughs> and, there. and Victor Wong, Egg Shen. He, he's yeah, I'm yeah. Sure he's definitely in Golden Child as well. Those he is. Two. Yeah, he's oh. he's the uh, he's the uh, monk. Yeah, little monk dude. Yeah, right. Uh, every kind of American Asian kind of crossover yep. action comedy. Those two are always in it. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, it didn't. I, I think at that time, Americans hadn't seen that that nuance where the the big hero, the big American, the big white American hero was was always the guy carrying the film. And in this, he's still. I mean, let's face it, he's still brilliant. Everything about the character is incredible, and he's got some of the most quotable lines, but. He he is as much. It's as much about the guys and girls with him as it is him. You know, he's sure. not the central ego focus of the film. And at that time, the American public were like, you know, how dare they? How dare there be? How dare there be like you know Asian actors and actresses who who are you know have stature yeah, yeah in a hollywood film how dare they now now it would be fine like if they if they remade this and there's been horrible rumors that they might yeah. it, they you could you could get away with it in fact you could reverse it and you could have you know the, the asian guy as the big kung fu star who perhaps isn't as good as he thinks he is and the the american guy you know they could do that, which is something they do tend to do with remakes, but I hope they never go there. There was long rumours for a while that uh, The Rock was looking to get a remake done wow. or reboot, but hopefully yeah. it will happen. Just leave yeah. my film alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. So okay. it's all locked in then. It's locked in. So uh, Daniel is watching Cobra. Uh, Tej is watching The Wraith and I yeah. have uh, Big Trouble in Little China um, and I- I'll just say now it will be a glowing review for fear of anything else um, <laughs> for fear of what would happen to me I will kill you in your sleep like Freddy Krueger <laughs> TJ will just quit as well that'll be we won't get him back It'll, again no. ever. after I kill him in his sleep yeah. like Freddy Krueger okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone excited for their movies I am uh, I am actually. Uh, the Ra- yeah, the Wraith sounds good. I'm going to try and watch it. Watch yours. Selection, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm going to watch the Wraith as well if I can find it. Oh um, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I picked it and I was like, oh shit, is anyone going to actually have it? <laughs> <laughs> this may have to be a trip to a trip to the uh, darker the side dark. of the internet. <laughs> oh, Not the dark met. web. Sorry, just to clear, just to clarify, I'm not going into the dark web because it's fucking film. <laughs> I did think you were going to say you were a trip to Blockbusters, and I thought TJ's in for a massive surprise. <laughs> Go back to my my old video shop. Yeah. I've just got this image what? of him like. Uh, what year is this? What year is this? <laughs> walk into like oh. walk into walk into an artisan uh, bakery, but like, uh, yeah, can I get a copy of uh, Rage, please? Excuse me. I mean, actually, I think it is an artisan bakery now. Sadly, <clears throat> yeah, cool. Okay. All right. This has been awesome. I've, I've really enjoyed the episode, Guy. I thank you both very, very much as always. Um, yeah, so tune in next next time in, uh, in two weeks from today uh, to see uh, how, how this how this worked out. I think it, yeah, it's going to be a good episode. Oh, so um, I may actually watch Cobra as well. Now I think about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and watch. Yeah, I'm gonna try and watch all three. If I'm honest, yeah. yeah. Oh. So we've got two weeks in which to do it. So we have bumper episode next one. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be hell of a man night. <laughs> <laughs>
So much man. So much man. God. Brilliant. Uh, thank you all. Once again, you can catch us at foreverinelectricdreams.com. Uh, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll return for uh, part two. So from myself, uh, Dan, and from Thor, we'd like to thank you once again for tuning in. Was any chance that was the name? Okay. Bye, gang. Au revoir. Bye. Teddy?